Welcome to the Purple Rock Survivor Podcast. I'm your host John and I just ate way too many tacos. With me is my co-host Andy and oh no I've... I've got to go. Okay, well thanks John. I'm sorry you won't be able to join us for the podcast tonight. And as much as everyone think I would love it that I would just do all the talking on the podcast, it's really no fun unless I have somebody to interrupt. So... I have brought somebody else with us. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, Emma, who have, you've been on a lot, haven't you? Uh, yes, in fact, um, unless you have another sneak attack for me, I believe I now tie Matt. I was about to pretend that, but, you know, you ruined the joke. <laughs> That's fine, because it wasn't that good a joke anyway. But no, uh, it, was, it was important to bring you on for this episode, because we're going to discuss chick stuff again. You're, you're our, our chick stuff correspondent for Survivor. Yeah, and this one by coincidence, too, the first time with the Linda Holmes thing, that was, like, deliberate, but this we had planned in advance, and then we're like, oh, hey, it looks like there's going to be chick stuff to talk about, sweet. That's right, and we brought you on as our token chick uh, to talk about male hotness, and that backfired. It uh, did, but I I do feel like I need to say again, you know, I expressed regret during it, and you guys (laughs) wouldn't let me change it, so... All right, well, let's uh, stop talking about back when Survivor was fun, and uh, let's get back into this season, San Juan del Sur. Um, This is, I think, the eighth episode, so there's been at least five to six weeks of John and I just complaining. Uh, But how do you you feel about the season? Are you with us that this is not a good season, or are you going to bring some positivity tonight? It's it's not great. I'm not... Quiet as to, I'm not like, this is Nicaragua, everything's terrible. I'm also not like, this is Nicaragua, it's pretty good, because those people are insane. Insane! Or I'm not like, oh, this isn't Nicaragua, how dare you compare it to Nicaragua. Nicaragua, Nicaragua was great, because that's the wrong opinion. I, however, am enjoying the fact that I am kicking ass and taking names in the Fantasy League. So. Yeah, maybe that's just it. You have something to root for just for your reasons. Like, Yeah, so I'm, having, I'm like, yeah, Jeremy's great. What are you guys talking about? This is awesome. Yay, points. <laughs> and you know what? Like, lucky you, you were able to actually pick somebody worth cheering for to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now pulling for Jacqueline, and that's not exciting. Uh, but we'll get into all of them, those characters and those people. But, yeah, so I think anybody who thinks this is at least, at the very least, not a great season is... I don't know if that person exists, so it doesn't matter. Um, but this episode, I think this episode might have been a slight improvement. What do you, what do you think? Well, I would agree because I got a lot of points. <laughs> Just all of the points, really. I got immunity, re- double reward, double VTAP. It's just, all in all, it was a win for Emma. No idle point, though. Um, true, but, true. But at least something happened this week, so that's good. Uh, even besides uh, fantasy talk. We got the resolution to the Josh versus Jeremy storyline, such as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least it wasn't, yeah, like last week was totally deflating. But oh, Yeah, that was a bit of a downer. Even still, I just don't know. It's like I, I think I might have checked out. I, if only I could have picked Jeremy and Fantasy Survivor, everything would be great. Uh, but it's like, I don't, I don't know if I care. A lot of things still happen. This is We're still talking about a season where... Uh, a great majority of the episode is given over to talking about food. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, in fact, I would say it, it, we hit a bar lower than that, which is unfortunate. Yeah, so a lot of taco talk, and we'll get into your taco talk. Uh, okay. We're excited. But um, let's talk about the main thing that happened, and that's uh, Josh leaving. Um, this has been pretty much a two-character season with mm-hmm. you know some supporting roles here or there. So, um, Josh, he's gone. What, what, why is Josh, why did Josh lose? I mean, I think, you know, Baylor's vote confessional was kind of, like, showed his downfall right there. Like, his, you know, when she's like, I stopped trusting you when you voted for me, and that was someone he needed. Um, so that was one issue, although he has said in his exit interview that, like, oh, she was fine with it. Although I wonder, it's like, well, she might have been pretending, dude. Like, <laughs> But whatever. Um, I think, you know, it was Jacqueline not being respected and treated, being treated as the follower to John instead of a partner to John. And this was not John's doing. Um, mm-hmm. But, of course, well, Alec mostly. but And Wes and Keith probably to a lesser extent. Mm-hmm. 
And even uh, Josh and Reed, like, where where were they? Seriously, we know what they weren't off doing. Like, what were they doing? I don't... Yeah, you, you can't mention it because uh, we try to keep this a curse-free podcast. But, yeah. I know. <laughs> they I... already told us they're not doing those things off on the island. So, yeah. like, it, would it really kill you to just check in? And I haven't listened to any uh, exit interviews. Like, he hasn't claimed that he was talking to Jacqueline the whole time. Oh, I, I will say, yeah, I did listen to the exit. I had time to listen to the exit interview today. I didn't have time to read any. But um, he did say that he talked to her a little bit and that they, like, they just didn't show it. And that in the in tribal council that, you know, she's like, oh, all the guys are being mean to me. And she he called him out and being like, well, was I rude, disrespectful, you know, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, well, everyone but Josh. And I was like, sure, you tried. But then again, everyone but Josh, that everyone was your alliance. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Jeremy and it wasn't John who were the only other men not on your alliance. So, Yeah, and yeah, he might have done a little bit more than nothing, but clearly not enough. Like, exactly. Uh, a superior player would have been on it, you know. He would have been not worried about everybody else. Yeah, it would have just been like the two most important people in my life that I need to, you know, lock down for only three more days because after this vote, that alliance of seven would have had superior numbers no matter what, uh, is John and Jacqueline. And I don't think he put in enough work uh, because I don't think it would have taken that much. Uh, last week, I did, you know, suppose that it's possible that the storyline they were feeding us that Jeremy was about to be gone wasn't true at all. I think this week shows us that that was. I think that that was yeah. a real thing. Uh, you know, it was in the mouths of the people. So I think that was legitimate. I'm not saying it was 100% legitimate, you know, until they're actually forced to vote. Right, who knows? Yeah, yeah maybe somebody would have been able to change his mind, but at the same time, I think I think we can move forward thinking that, yes, Jeremy was saved by Julie Squid, and thus I think that would lead some people to think that Josh um, was a victim of circumstance, and to that degree, I suppose he was. There's luck involved there, mm-hmm. uh, as we've discussed um, in the past, and we'll always discuss when you're discussing Survivor. So what? Uh, luck is a part of it. Yeah. But I do think that there's enough failings of his elf that John ne- uh, Josh needs to own this. And uh, I'm glad you brought up the Baylor moment, because that's actually a nice piece of storytelling that Survivor did the whole season. Mm-hmm. They showed um, that conversation in the second episode after Josh did his oh-so-brilliant move that uh, John and I thought was stupid, and hey, vindication, we were right. Because um, I love just pointing out when I'm right about things. Um, but yeah, that she stood there and listened to his explanation, and she gave a confessional, like, this is kind of shady. Mm-hmm. And it's nice how they were able to call back to that later on, that yeah, that was a moment where you lost her trust. Did he get it back to a degree at some point? Sure, I'm sure she got over it enough because at that point she needed to be on Josh's good side. Right, like what else was she going to do at that point, you know? Yeah, but you lost it. Like she could have been somebody that was blindly loyal to him um, and that wasn't going to happen. And he clearly didn't manage that relationship. He let her catch votes later on as much as he likes to talk about how much he saved her. Uh, and we should get into that. She has like 15 votes so far. You haven't saved nothing, buddy. Yeah. Uh, like, I will say he did. He did save her when Val went home because Val and Jacqueline would have, you know, we're gonna vote Baylor so that way the whole, you know, they were splitting the vote to tie it up. But you know, Rocker telling them that. But Josh sniffing that out meant he switched his vote so it got tied back up again. That did. I'll give him that. Yeah, I'll that give him to that in the sense that literally he did that, but at the same time, that was just you like figuring out the math late. Like That wasn't like, uh, oh, I threw right. myself in front, like people wanted to vote you out. They didn't want to vote Baylor. Baylor wasn't actually the target. So Yeah, like he could have, I still don't understand why, there, why the vote wasn't split between Val and Jacqueline at that point, because Baylor voted with them the first time, and Jacqueline didn't. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, Whatever. That was a long time yeah, I mean, ago. I mean, the answer there is Jacqueline actually has proven some utility and challenges. Um, mm. But, yeah, you, you, like that, your last-minute switch for a better player who can just do the math and factor Val in as part of the math wouldn't have had to do the last-minute thing. It would have been majority-minority, not even. So, yeah, you saved her, but you kind of saved yourself there, buddy, because you know, his intent was to vote out Val. And having her hang around right. for a little while longer would have been, you know, a bad thing and then you know he got john uh, he got uh john rocker voted out instead of her again that's for you so yeah 
I well, I wasn't very impressed with his whole line of uh, arguing that you know you owe me one. Uh, if that's if no. that's the best he could do yeah. in that scenario, then I guess sure, try it. I'm not insulted by people trying things that are stupid, but if he truly believed it, then. Mm. And I thought, yeah, I thought what Baylor said in her confessional after that was good. Like, I think she made a good point to an extent. Like, you know, hey, like, the, that's not really how stuff like that works. But on the other hand, I think, you know, she really was just following her mom. Yeah, so I know. It's hard, to give, it's hard to give her too much. Like, she's trying to get credit, but let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess she deserves a little bit. She didn't, like, you know, melt right back into, you know, following Josh. But same time, yeah, she just found a new person to follow. Uh, I don't know if yeah. we've yet seen independent Baylor strike out uh, Sierra like into the world. Uh, and it's not like finding a new person to follow. Like she decided on this is a better ally for me. Like it's her, it's her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she didn't find somebody that fits better. And that's actually it's not. She's like she's like, oh, I think I'd be better off playing with Jeremy. Like this would be better for my guy. She's like, no, my mom. Yeah. The person who gave birth to me? Yeah, that's, that's the person I'm going to align with. Yeah. I think another flaw that Josh, uh, in his entire game, and you you know hinted at this, is uh, in the end, his allies really sucked. <laughs> they kind of uh, submarined his game. Um, in some ways, I don't know how much you can fault him for that. He didn't have a huge amount to work with in the beginning. But right. I almost wonder if he would have been better off, uh, you know, swallowing his pride and being one of the girls at the first vote there, because <laughs> teaming up with idiots like Alec and Wes, you know, sometimes might seem, oh, this is great, I get to do all the thinking for the group. But the problem with idiots is they um, stop thinking at the worst, most inopportune times, and that's what happened. If they could have just kept their mouth shut, by all indications. Josh might have won Survivor, but instead they had to be idiots like they are, and now he's gone home. Look at the cast. Like, yeah. He only had so many options anyway. And the swap did yeah. put him over there with Alec and uh, Wes. So, yeah, I don't know if I can fault him for that, but maybe as a, a future chip for future Survivors, when possible, try to find alliance partners that better align with your needs. And what I'd say is I think Baylor might have been that person. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe the swap made that so it wasn't possible, but also, you know, constantly letting her get votes probably wasn't the best thing. I can't imagine it helped. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then, what's our final you know, thought on Josh? A lot of people are putting him up like he was the great strategy player of the season. That you know, And, you know, to be fair to a lot of those people of this cast. <laughs> but was he really, like, was, was Josh a really really a good survivor player or was that just kind of in a corrugation of fans just desperately thirsty for one to be there and there might not be i think it's a case of thirsty fans i think we sort of saw it with spencer with people who were turned off by tony you know last season Mm -hmm. who are desperate for that i think we've weirdly been seeing it with people being like what nicaragua had brenda and i'm like yeah for like seven episodes calm down yeah, who got blindsided by her allies. She's a fantastic player. She wasn't that great. I mean, just look to what happened in Karamoa. You know, usually people get better their second time. Yeah, like, I think Josh was okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was anywhere near as good as people were trying to make him out to be, and not necessarily because he lost tonight, but because of all the little flaws we saw leading up is what left him open tonight. If he was truly a great player, then he probably wouldn't have been in trouble. He would have had, you know, the five people he had, plus he would have had John and Jacqueline, he wouldn't have lost them. Or he would have been able to have Baylor and Missy, and that shouldn't have been that hard, since I don't, you know, I mean, Missy voted out Kelly. Like, I don't know how deeply aligned she was to these people in the first place. Right. But, yeah, and, like, I think where he was good was socially. People um, that he was aligned to were really aligned to him. And that's positive. But strategically, I think he was a little too busy, uh, especially in those early things, and mm-hmm. it came back to hurt him. Yeah, I think it's it's something you see with fans a lot, and this mm-hmm. includes Tony even, is just being like, yeah, Survivor, and that they, they want to play so bad that they're like, I know, I'll do this genius move. And it's like, no, stop. Don't do that. That's dumb. Yeah, you don't need to vote for Baylor. Just vote out uh, who uh, who was it? Not Nadia. Just write Nadia. Nadia down, and you're good. Everybody knows where you're at anyway. You didn't accomplish anything but negative consequences. 
the weird paranoia, like, because it was all about, like, now people won't know that Baylor and I are really alive. It's like, it's day three. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> like, they, you're still, like, a big group that's not going to, like, if you don't want people to know that, don't be really obvious about it. Like, that's all you have to do is just don't be only talking to Baylor. Yeah, unless, like, the worry was that he was literally the only dude talking to her, which maybe... <laughs> We're going to transition to that topic. But yeah, maybe maybe Alec, Wes, Dale, Rocker would have been like, hey, who told her who to vote? We, I thought we weren't talking to women folk. Plus, though, you could just say, I mean, they didn't have the votes anyway, but you're, he, he could just say, like, eh, thought we could use an extra vote. Yeah. Figured it might as well. We can vote off later, whatever. And, I, you know, I guess maybe he couldn't have known this at the time, but subsequent episodes have shown us... They would have believed anything you said, dude. Just chill. <laughs> Just have some chill. And you would have been good. Like, he was in the driver's seat, and then he decided to take a weird detour, and in some small measure, it ended up costing him. Um, would you like to see him again? Uh, yeah, I guess. He'd be fine. I mean, he fits a demo they could use. You know, if they're doing, like, an all-star thing with more recent cast members, he's not a bad option. And I think, you know, we see this with newbies. Like, he could be one of those, like I was talking about, who's someone who really only makes it to the merge or not very far in the merge and then comes back having learned a lot, you know, and could end up playing well. Yeah, and it would be also good to see somebody like him divorced from this blood versus water uh, scenario. Yes. Not necessarily, though, divorced. I I wish him and Reed all the best. I mean, they're not married yet. They I know. Get divorced yet. Although, you know, I don't know how I don't know how much I trust that premarital stuff. You know, it's like you, I think you need the test drive. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah, but that uh, all I'm saying is that you have to get married before you get divorced. I'm not saying you have to get married before you do other things. I know, but you rush to it just so you can do those things. Uh, you know, and doesn't. then you if, get if divorced. If doctors have taught us anything, and they haven't. But <laughs> uh, at the same time. I don't know if I'm signing up for anybody on this cast to come back. Like, if this is, uh, you know, a forgotten season, then so be it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, of the people that have been out there, I'd be okay seeing Josh again. Like, yeah. He was okay. Uh, he had some tools that would help uh, him be well, do well at Survivor, and possibly he was dragged down by uh, literal tools. Well, not literal, but not just li- that's tooling not people. not what literal means. Yes. <laughs> Well, maybe it does mean that now, because apparently You're one of those. just decided that literal doesn't need to mean what it actually is supposed to mean. No, don't I'm get not don't get me started. It'll be bad. Let's just do a podcast on that. How ridiculous is it that a word that was clearly you know, invented to tell when something is not anyway? Okay. Segway. It's like how people think that feminist means you know hating men when it really just means believing in the. Economic and social equality of the sexes. Well, then let's get into feminism. Uh, although I'm not sure anybody on this cast would define themselves as that. Maybe Jeremy. Maybe Jeremy would. Uh, everybody else might have been on that. Oh, I'm no man hater. <laughs> I think yeah. women should not have the same uh, rights as men. Yeah, so. I knew it. I knew you thought that. I, I was uh, putting the words into the mouth of. Let's say I know, but my way was more fun. Yes. Um. Yeah, so uh, every season we seem to have to talk about sexism and Survivor, and that's fun. Well, maybe it's because in society we have to talk about it, Andy. That's what Probst would say, that everything is a reflection (laughs) of society. And I would say to a degree, and I think maybe especially this episode, I'm not sure this one's on the show at all. Uh, And to the show's credit... I think they set up the misogynists to look bad tonight. You know, it was yes. it was clearly the villainous behavior that we were supposed to root against. Uh, mission accomplished. I did. Uh, I, <laughs> at what point in the episode did you know that like this is what's happening, and obviously Josh is losing, or were you so worried that the, the way the season's going is like, oh god, those dudes are still going to win? Um. Actually, what I will say is that in my notes, and I will censor this. I said. This effing season, they're talking about gas now. I know. Uh, it started with the taco challenge, uh, reward, and then, yeah, it's like... Hashtag taco overload. I know. It's like, yeah, they gave us the hashtag taco overload, but really, maybe they should have had a hashtag guess all women for this episode. <laughs> but it was like, wow, Wes's struggles seem to be the perfect metaphor for this <laughs> season. <laughs> 
Oh, also, I'll say that, yeah, how, how, you know, we had this planned out that I'd be here before, and then we're like, saw the previews last week, and we're like, oh, cool, they're talking about chauvinism, like, relevant. And then I watched the episode, and, like, I I hate toilet humor. Like, yeah. I do, I, scatological humor and toilet humor is my least favorite thing. I don't think it's funny. I think it's just kind of gross. And whatever, so I was just like, oh, god like, now I have to talk about that. And... And then it was weird because, like, watching it, it's like, yeah, I definitely think Wes and Alec were being gross, both in the, like, actual gross way in the and in the sort of Tumblr way of being, like, you know, making the women do things. That's gross. But I also, I was like, I couldn't decide how I felt about, like, Jeremy, say, you know, saying, like, oh, doing this around women. It's like... You know, it's like, he has the right idea, like, but, you know... Yeah, he's not the... all the way there. Like, it was the same uh, early in the season when he's like, oh, I feel bad, my wife is over there, and all that. Yeah. And then that that I did give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit because, A, it's his wife. Like, I feel like it was more about it being his wife rather than it being a woman, you know? Yeah. Plus, they're fans of the show, so he's probably like, ah, Exile, that's not going to be good for her game, which was true. But, but yeah, like, he was like, you know, oh, yeah, we'll behave like that, you know, when it's just the bros in the firehouse, but, like, as soon as a woman walks in, it's like, I mean, I just, again, because I just, I mean, maybe, maybe he's right, because I'm a woman, <laughs> I think, good, but, like, at the other time, like, why, I mean, is that what you guys are really like, that if no women are around, you're just, like, being disgusting? Uh, it's a thread for cer- certain groups of men, absolutely, uh, you know, myself, not really, but I been in groups like that where yeah it's just like this weird caveman mentality and like to keith's point at tribal council and yes we are dedicating a segment to uh flatulence people that's what this season has driven to us um he's like ah you're on survivor uh, and i'm not gonna do it keith sorry that was horrible uh, but uh, you're like, your own survivor it's not the hilton exactly it is like yeah body functions and it's like yes there's a, a a lower standard for you know, cleanliness and such when you're on Survivor. But at the same time, I think the guy's behavior was uh, out of bounds. And it was kind of an example of them just using their perceived, as it turns out, power of like making the women feel uncomfortable. And it you know, might have been subconscious, especially because I don't know how much conscious thought uh, Wes and Alec devote to anything. But... <laughs> I think it was akin to animals pissing around the yard. It's not because they have to go. It's because they're marking their territory. Right. Like, it was like you could, like, sure. And, of course, to an extent, Keith is trying to protect his son, just like Missy protects Baylor. But, like, sure, they are normal bodily functions. But that is true in real life, too. That doesn't mean when you're hanging out in a group of people that, you know, like, you can still try to, like, excuse yourself for, you know. Yeah, you step aside or, you know, you pretend it isn't you or whatever, but uh, it seems like that's not the way it was going down. I think it was uh, probably all in the opening camp, and there was probably also a lot of heavy discussions about it. Like, oh, bro, I just killed that taco, man. You should have seen it. And, like, saying, like, oh, I want to waft it towards Baylor. I hope she smells it. Is that's that's not a normal bodily function. That's just being rude. Yeah, you know? well, that's literally using your stink to mark somebody like animals do this uh and yeah i to your earlier point are some guys like that yeah douchebags i mean bros. <laughs> uh, i have been in the company of men like that i did not enjoy it um and so and we saw it there jeremy's the same way he's like yeah i've been around that but you know let's have some decorum people it's just mm-hmm. disgusting um yeah, that's awesome that we have to talk about this. But beyond just you know, the gross part of it, um, the way they were acting, the way they were acting like so superior to Baylor, uh, the way they basically treated Jacqueline as though she was a, a meaningless appendage. Uh, this stuff happens on Survivor from time to time. I wonder, like, I think this is about as, as, as egregious as it's ever been, though. Or maybe I'm just not remembering. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, that I can remember, at least, but, like, you and I are both, like, real-time watchers, you know? Who, mm-hmm. Like, I've I've started to go back a little bit just because doing this and AV Club made me more of a nerd about it, but I still haven't rewatched that much. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely the most 
obviously I can remember, but, you know, it's been a long time for a lot of seasons. Like, I, you know, you guys were talking about, you know, when you were doing your rankings about Gabon being, like, one of the worst seasons. Like, I don't remember Gabon. Yeah, well, that kind of bakes into the ranking, though. The fact right. that you don't remind it is probably why it's not very good. But, yeah, I mean, I, it was hard because, like, Baylor, it, and, like, in all the exit interviews, no one seems to like Baylor, and it does seem like she's spoiled and doesn't do much work. So it's, it's like, it's hard to really tell with those interactions, although I do think they are unnecessarily rude. Mm-hmm. I think the Jacqueline stuff is the much more damning evidence. Um of assume you know of it's it's just it's the kind of thing that happens in real life. They assume John is the decision maker, or if they weren't, they would be assuming, oh, John's whipped. He'll do whatever Jacqueline says, which some people are saying now. It's like, oh yeah, whatever Jacqueline says, John's gonna do. And it's like, or you know, they talked about like I don't. I mean, you know, obviously I don't know what their relationship dynamics are like, and some relationships I suppose are like that, but. um yeah, that it was just like, oh, we don't need to bother talking about Jacqueline. Like, we've got John. John's with the guy, so Jacqueline's going to do whatever he does. And she does not have her own opinions, for she is woman. Yeah, and, you know, it's good that the show put that into the mouths of the worst characters. Like, mm-hmm. uh, as the, when you talk about sex and the survivor and the problems it is, it's usually that the show edits, you know, men to be important women to be less so and actually this season there's probably uh some of that going on as well we're gonna get to that a little bit but in this episode it was very much that like look at these morons they're they're saying the dumbest things they're behaving like pigs and they're gonna lose as a result and like that's mm-hmm. that's like a positive almost like uh it was like a a, a strike against the patriarchy uh for one episode <laughs> if, if one episode only because yeah if the women really take control then maybe they'll make them look like the black widows or something yeah. <laughs> Which, Sorry, you know, I'm... You're like, I'm, yeah, that was a positive. Uh, uh, being a poverty fan, too. Not to the extent of your Boston robbed of, but, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, forgive me, everyone. I like the people that are good at things. Um, <laughs> hey, I have nothing against Boston Rob. But we all we all know my one true queen is Courtney Yates. Yeah, but it was yeah. I, I think when like n- once you see how the result went by, it's actually really interesting that they have that conversation between you know two dolts. They're like, oh, what, should we talk about Jacqueline or talk to her? It's like ah, we don't have nah. to worry about her at all. And wrong. That was why all of those people are going to lose this game. I mean, <laughs> you know, Alec was never going to win anyway. Right. But. What a, what a wonderful little lesson that, like, hey, people in the game have agency, especially the people that you've already identified as the most important swing boats. This isn't a great season, but at least it's somewhat fun when stupidity is punished. Uh, getting back to the John and Jacqueline thing, just, you know, talking about their relationship dynamics, and obviously we don't know it, but let's pretend like we do. I think it's actually a really healthy relationship from every aspect we've seen so far. They seem to operate as a couple. They seem yeah, to make they decisions do, they do together. they seem like a nice couple. When, you know, she had to go to Redemption Isle, and John was like, yeah, she's good. She can handle it. Like, it wasn't like, oh, no, my poor little lady is going to be out there by herself. Yeah, he's just like, whatever, I'll send, I'll send my buddy to school. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but maybe that story will be told next. Uh, <laughs> although I don't know if I'm signing up for the season of John and Jacqueline. <laughs> yeah, like, they seem, they seem like a nice couple and perfectly nice people. But they're, they're just not interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been saying that all season long. It's like if I was at a dinner party with them, I'm like, oh, they seem nice, but I probably wouldn't be adding them as Facebook friends because I'm <laughs> sure their posts would be so insipid and boring, and I'm sure they vote for the wrong people. It's probably it's probably all posts about each other. You, know, I'm sure they're one of those couples. I might be one of those couples. Um, you post about your kids. That's true. <laughs> Uh, speaking of John and Jacqueline, that uh, transition, so they were the decision makers for the third episode in a row. Um, did they make the right call? Yes. I think so. Um, and I'm trying to look at, at it unbiasedly because I wanted Jeremy to go ahead because mm-hmm. point. But, um, yeah, because, like, they were they were going to be on the bottom on Josh's. There's no way they're not. They beca- Jacqueline's the only girl... And, um, yeah, Jacqueline becomes the only girl, but John becomes a target. They weren't with them from the beginning, you know, so they they don't have a connection to anyone there. They don't have, like, a real connection to anyone. Because Alec and 
Wes or like even Alec who's a single he's fairly tight with Wes and he seems actually he seemed actually fairly tight with Josh at least in the alliance sense and and Alec would be the important swing vote they would get rid of them as soon as the other alliance was gone like without a doubt maybe even before Missy and Baylor just due to a threat situation I could see John going before them absolutely and maybe yeah both of them yeah, yeah and then no go ahead continue yeah this time I get to talk <laughs> Um, yeah, and then if, with them going on Jeremy's side, you know, I can, John has that connection with Missy, and, um, now, you know, it looks like Jacqueline had a little bit, I know they were against each other for part of the time at Coyopa, but they've, you know, it seems like they've had a little bit of bonding, but, you know, John calls, apparently, you know, he's seen revealed in interviews and stuff, like, calls Missy mom, you know, and he, she feeds him and everything, like, they're pretty tight, even though Missy seems aligned with Jeremy, like, Missy's probably smart enough to know that you don't want to go to the end with Jeremy. And John seems to understand that, despite not understanding that aligning with Jeremy does not mean you have to go to the end with him. But, um, you know, this way, like, you've got the six of them together. There's also less people on Mm -hmm. this alliance, which means no matter what, they're going to be higher up, you know. They could, even if they're five and six, it's a little better than seven and six, you know. And um, they could pair up, you know, they just need two pairs to go together. They pair up with Missy and Baylor would be the smart play. Maybe they wouldn't, but those are the people they can beat. You know, they vote up um, Jeremy and Natalie. Then they, you know, John and Jacqueline have a better chance of immunity against Missy and Baylor. Can go from there, you know, teach Jacqueline how to start a fire and you'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, like, this was so obviously the right move, it baffled me that they even considered the other half of the token. And maybe that's where we should, you know, one more time give some credit to Josh that he was able to sell that idea in the first place. Because I don't know why they ever wanted to go with that other group. Uh, yeah, as you say, that why be in an alliance of seven when six is enough? Um, yeah, where are you? Like, did, did Josh... Promise in that we did not see like some kind of final four deal with them, because clearly like John doesn't know these people. He spent like zero time with like Josh, Alec, and Wes. And he was actually on a trip with. Oh wait, no, he wasn't. You're no, right. he You're was right. with Never Keith, mind. right? Both ways. I mixed that up. Yeah, so he was just with Keith and Reed. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like he seemed super. I mean, he voted for Keith, you know, that was out of idiocy, you know, and yeah. Keith might have been able to talk his way out of it because he was so lost. But, but you know, it's not like he was, like, tight with Reed and Keith, you know, at least that we saw. Um, maybe with Reed just because they were, they seemed on the outside of the Jeremy Alliance on Hunapu, but, you, you know, we never saw anything with them, so it's hard to say. Yeah, so it's, yeah, no, you, and... People, like, I don't know, they, like, refuse to give Jacqueline credit? Let's talk about that a bit. Uh, But her argument to John was completely legitimate every way around. And was it spurned on Mm -hmm. by, you know, the emotional feeling of being left out? Sure. But that feeling is exactly right. If they are making you feel that way, then clearly you're not part of the alliance. And that is as obvious as being the first person taken out in a show-the-pecking-order type reward challenge. Like, right. she had all the evidence. Like, just knowing that, like, they would not talk to me is all you need. That tells you that you are at the bottom of the alliance. And at every argument she made past that was, A, perfectly right, and B, practic- frankly, gilding the lily. Like, yeah, that should have been enough. Like, we are not part of this core alliance because they did not make me feel like it. So, that's obvious. But then, yes... Don't align with the strong people for the end game. And John's whole, um, you know, that he uh, can't go to the finals with Jeremy. Like, again, maybe Josh deserves a lot of credit because that's, like, the one mantra that John was repeating over and over in his mind. It's like, we've got, like, five other votes to get rid of Jeremy between now and then. That's not really a worry. Uh, Like, her point about John thinking too far ahead was exactly right. I don't know why people are giving her crap about that. Yeah, people like, oh, not thinking... I'm like, she didn't say that he's thinking far ahead in general, and that's bad. She said he's thinking too far ahead, and that was true. Because, yes, thinking ahead to the final three in general, not bad. In the sense of thinking, who would be a better person for me to go with? Thinking, oh, I better not side with Jeremy because we couldn't beat him in a final three is dumb. Because there are... Take Baylor, you... Yeah. 
idiot that is obviously I investor. agree John we don't want to go in the final three with Jeremy so we won't I guess like, we don't need to vote him out today yeah we'll vote him out at five or whatever at six you know whatever happens like he's everyone's always heard, like what if he goes on an immunity run like you know even Terry Dietz who won almost every one he still lost before the final one you know like yeah and like what are you worried about idols you have the idol man <laughs> yeah like, don't, don't be, just as long as you're not stupid and don't take, you know, the one chance you have when someone loses and, like, vote them out then, then you're fine. You'll be fine. I, although, I will say, because, you know, in the pregame, you know, we were all talking about, like, oh, Jacqueline and her not having a uterus and, like, they want the surrogacy for their money. Hasn't come up at all, and it was interesting because John was like, you know, oh, he's a firefighter, you know, he's struggling. First of all, do we have... I mean, maybe they are, but I don't think it's been, like, presented that, like, Val and Jeremy are, like, struggling with their two kids. It just, I feel like they just kind of live life. But, you know, maybe we just haven't seen that, and they are, and and I hope it gets better, because they seem nice. But, um, you know, they're like, oh, his story beats our story. I'm like, your dad's dying, and you guys can't have and you're you're barren. Nobody's story beats her story. Yeah, I, I I couldn't believe. I, yeah. I'm sure she said it. It had to have happened, but it's like. Uh, and and when's the last time that actually meant anything? You know. Yeah, and look there. I'll be like, maybe they just don't know. Like, I don't yeah. know how much we can base on historical precedent for almost any of these people. I still maintain. I don't know. I feel like John has seen. I mean, obviously he's seen the last two seasons because he's referenced it. Um, but. Like, you know, he did say that his dad is a big fan. Um, I hope that present tense is still accurate here. Um, but, you know, so he's probably, if he doesn't, like, still watch it, you know, he probably at least has seen some of it, you know, going mm-hmm. home for Thanksgiving or, you know, just when he was a, when he was younger. Like, I'm sure there's some awareness for it. But maybe it was all lies, too. <laughs> That's possible. But yeah, it's like you guys have a pretty good story if that's what you're worried about. And again, it doesn't matter. You're, there's yeah. plenty of time to vote Jeremy out. You could vote him out next. Also, like, the reason you can't beat Jeremy is not because he doesn't have money. It's because he's playing better than you. But, and yeah, and it's like, that's true. He's dangerous in the game. You know who else is dangerous? Josh. Josh! <laughs> so again... Maybe uh, we need to give a lot of credit to Josh. He clearly won him over with some powerful magic because just math alone tells you that he should never have had a shot at John and Jacqueline. John and Jacqueline had already thrown their lot in with Missy Baylor just before this, and then we're like, eh, let's go with this other thing because reason. Oh, you know, I will say, though, is um, this is another instance where it's, yeah, it's so funny because when Julie quit, I'm sure at first it looked like Jeremy was like, oh, no, numbers. But, you know, now we know that probably saved him. But also, before Julie quit, the alliances, it wasn't the whole seven alliance versus a six alliance thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been even. So that changing made Jeremy's alliance a lot better to go in. Yeah, in fact... And this actually is probably giving way too much credit. But maybe last week it would have been like, okay, we'll get rid of Jeremy, and then we could still flip around. Like, we would still bring a majority with us on either side. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably not something that factored into John's uh, calculations. Uh, <laughs> and actually, one thing I did uh, quickly touch on there, maybe he thinks Jeremy has that idol. Remember every, uh, Keith going to everybody saying that Jeremy had it? That's true. John Which was could. there for that. Which could make next week interesting from what we've seen of previews, which we know never lie. Never. All right. So, yeah, I think they obviously made the right call. He, uh, there's plenty of time to get rid of Jeremy, who what is the biggest threat on that side, whereas on yeah, the side they could have chosen, there was plenty of threats. Maybe not winner threats, but threats to eliminate you from the game threats. Right. So this episode marked the end of the big John versus Jer- or Josh versus Jeremy. <laughs> Too many freaking chase. The John versus Jeremy feud has just that's, begun. That's right. Maybe that's the next story. Uh, feud, which has been basically the story of the entire season. Which I think we could uh, circle back to that uh, sexism discussion a bit. And as much as it is good for Survivor to uh, show us that yeah, these misogynists will be punished... Um, they still aren't interested in featuring women. Yeah, but I mean, look who they've got. You know, um, 
Like, yeah, I mean, Missy, I will agree, you know, I know you've been the big Missy champion. Hey, she won another episode, didn't she? She got yeah. her way one more time. Yeah. And actually, I thought, you know, because they mentioned, they showed her talking to Baylor and saying, like, oh, I don't know about John Jacqueline, like, maybe I should talk to John again. And Baylor's like, yeah, you should. And we know she has a relationship with John. I wish they would have freaking shown us yes. that. Agreed. Because that that probably helped. I also wish... We could have maybe seen the, you know, dynamics of picking the teams for rewards, but whatever. It must not have mattered that much. You know, it obviously didn't reveal too much. And the, the teams were so, like, weird that it probably didn't reveal any, like, strategy mm-hmm. stuff. So, it's whatever. probably just everybody's picking the, the best people. athlete available. Yeah. Um, so, okay, fine, whatever. Although I do, I do wish they would do what they used to do for the person who didn't get picked and let them, like, bet on a try, because it seems so, like, um, trying to think of an appropriate word, not nice to let, like, make them not even get a chance to, like, get reward. Hey, then you shouldn't suck so much that people don't pick you. Uh, (laughs) It's just because she's the oldest woman. Actually, uh, she gave an interview, uh, like, deleted scene. She was like, you know, I was good sitting that one out. I'm glad I didn't have to compete. <laughs> it did look hard. Yeah. It was a lot like, of pushing. I'm, and I'm glad I missed out on it. And then, on, then, you know, she just missed out on more, you know, West flatulence. So <laughs> That is true. But, yeah, so this is the end of the Jeremy, uh, Josh, the only characters that matter, none of those women folk. Another person I would have liked to see more from is Natalie, because she gave a very compelling argument in Tribal Council, which I imagine was not the first time she made that argument in the past couple days. And I loved when she was talking to Jacqueline, and Jacqueline was, like, cluing in, and I was like, wow, they don't care about me at all. And, like, written all over Natalie's face, like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. I mean. <laughs> and, like, especially because Natalie was, like, they even sort of, they were like, oh, Natalie can probably start fire, but Natalie was the first person to be like, oh my god, can you believe they said that? With not in that accent. I did, like, a valley girl accent for some reason, but, but you know, like, she was like, oh, that is so rude. I can't believe they would talk to you about, like, that, even though it was, like, sort of a, not a backhanded compliment, but it was, like, insulting them to compliment uh, Natalie, but she, like, still saw the opportunity and jumped on it. Which is great, but again, they didn't show enough of her. So does that mean that uh, we now know who's winning the season? Does, did Jeremy winning this battle mean that he's going to win the war? And obviously that's what you hope, because... <laughs> Natalie would also be fine, because I also have her. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jeremy kind of feels like he's the winner, right? Like, that's the most likely outcome at this point. It seems to be. But, you know, there's been times where we thought someone was the most likely winner, and that turned out not to be the case, especially when it's a woman winner. Yeah. Well, and what I was going to say is, when's the last time we've had a season edited around this where it was like mono and mono and always mono? Um, This player (laughs) versus this player, that storyline being dominant. Uh, What was the last season that was like that? Um, I mean, these were so artificial. Do the Redemption Island seasons count? Well, not quite, because it, it didn't materialize Russell versus Rob there, because he's taken out. And yeah. I don't know if they really pushed uh, Ozzy versus Coach, because they were never really... Yeah, that was weird, because I don't think they'd ever even played together. Yeah, they were just <laughs> random. It was like, they even know each other. That should not make any sense. But I and think the like... last time you saw this was Heroes versus Villains, uh, Rob mm-hmm. versus Russell, right? Right. Well, well, who won that season? Sandra. That's right. So... Yeah, maybe not. Maybe uh, I think the most likely outcome is Jeremy is our winner. Uh, he's been getting that edit throughout. He hasn't just been getting uh, him versus Josh edit because for a while there they had, didn't even know each other. Right, because that's the difference with um, Rob versus Russ. Okay, yes, Josh and Jeremy were on the same tribe for like six days. Mm-hmm. You know, that, but like Rob and Russell were started on the same tribe. So that was versus each other for control of the villains, not control of the game and so that i think you know russell did win that battle between the two of them like he made it farther you know but in terms of then they had to merge and like deal with other stuff i guess you could consider sandra one of rob's soldiers and you know so then she won but anyway you know my point is like it's not quite the same just because it's at different stages yeah and also when the winner of a battle is Russell. He is never winning that war. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Jeremy has been also just getting a, a pretty good edit. Uh, pretty sympathetic from the very first episode on. He's been able, he's been a, a consistent narrator throughout, if not necessarily the most entertaining or agreeable editor. Um, he hasn't been bad, but yeah. 
Yeah. We, we, we've had better. Right. I've seen people point out he's getting, not, you know, in terms of, like, extremely the edit, you know, that it's the Jeremy coronation season, but a similar, in a way, edit to Boston Robin Redemption Island in that it's the everyone here is an idiot edit. Yeah, and and she's not wrong. <laughs> I don't know how much positivity he can spin. Um, yeah. So I think the most likely outcome is Jeremy is the winner of the season, and I'd be okay with that. I think that mm-hmm. dude is come to play Survivor. He practiced uh, memory challenges before going on. He shrunk his stomach. Like he is on it. And he's uh, a fan, which is not, and he's not the normal like demo for a fan. You think of your Cochrane's, even though I mean, and even Malcolm's like you know, you think of the players who maybe grew up with it. Your Cochrane's, your Malcolm's, your Todd's, but he's you know he's a fan who would have started as an adult. And have we had? I mean, obviously this is the you know everything, but have we had a black male winner since Earl? No, the the Earl is not only the last one; he's the only one. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, so, you know, that that would be nice just to, you know, not, that's not why he should win, but, like, it's nice to see. It is nice when the game doesn't isn't too homogeneous. Yeah. And then I think the, the next most likely thing, as we've been hinted at, is it's a woman. Uh, and that right. explains why there isn't a, a predominant winner's edit, because this show will ignore its female winners. Uh, even, like, the underwhelming male winners have been getting enough of an edit throughout that, you know, you, you got it. Like, Fabio was present always, um, mm-hmm. and we can get back to him in a second. Uh, Bob Crowley was pushed as, you know, the nice guy. Uh, Chris Dotry was the driving force once Amy was eliminated. But, yeah, it's the winner, winners that sneak up on you, the Jenna Maraskas, the Ambers, and yeah. so forth, they are all women. So I think there's a, a chance that... If it's not Jeremy, it's because it's a woman and the show wasn't very interested in telling that story. And then I think the the only other possibility is John or Fabio. Right. Also, quick um, quick props for mentioning snuck up behind female winners and not naming Natalie White. <laughs> uh, you know, that was just clearly because I forgot. <laughs> when I was preparing I just, that thought I was like, earlier, oh, Jennifer Natalie White deep was like, the very first thought in my mind. Because... And, Honestly, when I picked Jacqueline for my uh, fantasy team, I was like, maybe she's Natalie. Maybe yeah. she's Jeffra. She can at least get points. And maybe <laughs> well, she, she is. Well, she did say she was most like Jeffra, which, oh, honey. Which is the blonde one on the show I just... Yeah, the blonde beauty queen. So, yeah, I think that's probably what we're looking at. And that brings us to uh, an email that uh, we got today. Uh, this one was from my brother-in-law, Billy. Uh, he's asking if... Uh, you think Jacqueline's getting a winner's edit? Uh, you know, he raises the point we just did that you know female survivors don't always get that push, um, but she seems to be becoming more prominent in the edit, and a lot of decisions seems to be um, hers. Uh, John's been taking her lead. So, uh, what do you think about that? Um, I don't. I, it's hard to say if I'd go as far as the winner's edit. Um, I wouldn't put her in the. At this point, maybe if you had asked me a couple of weeks ago, but right now I wouldn't put her in the 0%. Um, I can see it being possible. I do think, though, as we touched on this before, but I feel like they would mention her, like, you know, quote-unquote story before mm-hmm. this, if that was, you know, just to, like, add in a little extra, like, oh, she's so deserving, even though that's not really what the show is about. But just, like, I don't know, to hint at something. But, yeah. It's possible, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I would say no. I wouldn't say, yeah, to your point, could she win? Yeah, I haven't put her in the 0% club. Uh, and not just out of blind hope. Because, uh, frankly, <laughs> fantasy points all aside, I don't really want Jacqueline to win. Um, right. But I, when we talk about a winner's edit, I guess there's two ways of looking at it. There could be the literal sense and, you know, Everybody wins. Every season has a winner, and that person is edited on a TV show, so that was <laughs> their winner's edit. But I think the capital W, capital E winner's edit is when the edit is clearly pushing one character through the narrative. It's elevating them and their story and to get the, the fans on their side. Because previous right. seasons have demonstrated when you fail to do that, fans can get upset. And, of course, <laughs> they fail to do that with women. Yeah, because Natalie did not have a winner's edit. Sophie, not really. Jenna Marasco, definitely not. That was actually probably the worst case 
Yeah, like, I think that was the learning. Like, when people just, like, dismissed a season that they were loving because Jenna Maraska won, they're like, oh, we should probably not do that. Yeah, people use Natalie as the example, but that's just being invisible. Jenna, they made us not like. Yeah, like, hated her. Yeah, Natalie seemed perfectly nice. In fact, I had pegged Natalie for the winner at a certain point because I just knew Russell wasn't, couldn't win. It's like a guy like that can't win. I was a teenager and wasn't thinking about it. Um, so no, I don't think, like, Jacqueline doesn't have an inner story yet. Like, she's, like, like many women on television, she isn't allowed to have an inner life. Like, I'm not sure (laughs) Jacqueline's edit would pass the Bechdel test. Um, so she... Oh, she, well, did they talk for a full minute? I was gonna say, she talked to, like, Baylor, but I guess that was probably about the men. Yeah, Yeah, probably, exactly. Uh, I, I was actually trying to think of, like, maybe her and Val talked, but it's like, no, they were probably talking about the dudes. I don't know. If they had a conversation about, say, Baylor, I don't know if it was on TV because early on we were like Jacqueline who which one's she again Um, so no she's not getting a winner's edit doesn't mean that she might not necessarily win Uh, to his earlier point she is starting to do a bit more things she is starting to feature some of that's just game mechanics her and John have been the decider so they have to feature them whether they want to or not Um, but I did want to talk a little bit more about Jacqueline um, because I'm sure John would never would let me Why are people saying she's stupid? Is it just because she's blonde and attractive? Because I am not getting dumb vibes off of her. I think she's boring. I don't think she's particularly survivor game savvy. But nothing about her seems stupid other yeah, than her I think boyfriend. John, yeah, I was going to say, I think John might be kind of stupid. But um, but in like a lovable cat way. Yeah. He's, they're, they're almost like reverse hating cat. cat. He's a dog. It's... He's a golden retriever. Ah, oh, come here, you. Now let me throw that ball. Oh, I didn't really throw it. I mean cat the person. Ah, I forgot about her. <laughs> so did Hayden, apparently. Oh wait, which I didn't you do a should know. For gossip corner, oh, no. I know, and I love gossip. I would have been the perfect guest for the, you know, like a woman would. That's right. Ladies be talking. I'm just catty. Oh crap, I forgot what I was saying. Um, John oh, yeah, Stewart, so, Jacqueline, maybe. Yeah, not. John Stewart, Jacqueline. I think the the main time it seemed like Jacqueline was dumb to a lot of people. Although I thought it was more of like, you idiots should have told Jacqueline the plan was when they with the rocker vote mm-hmm. and when she was talking about tribal. Like I don't know, the guys should probably you know grow some balls and do this, you know. And people were like, no, who might play his idol? Like that was so dumb of you to say. I I think maybe they didn't tell her what was going on, and so that was their fault because she didn't know that it was like a sneaky plan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she just thought she was voting for Jacqueline, but she was going home or something. Yeah, uh, or and John and I raised the point um, was that maybe she was trying to fool Rocker into thinking they were voting Dale because that's right because that was, was the plan down. too. Yeah, there's there's enough options that I'd give her the benefit of the doubt on that. And yeah, otherwise she's yeah not interesting. But no. you know she had she had the smarter idea about where to vote tonight. You know, and it, yeah, no, it was not just like I mean we touched on this already. But like people were like, oh, she's just voting emotionally. It's like, well, no, they don't. To, like if they're not respecting her, it's because they don't care about her except for being a vote. Like yeah. there's no reason to work with people like that. There's no reason. There's no reason to hand over your power to people like that. Like, she has power. Exercise it. Um, yeah, so I, I would like us to stop assuming uh, stupidity uh, in the you know, absence of evidence, other than in the generalized all of these people on this season are stupid. Uh, <laughs> that's not even quite true. It's just that they're not very interesting, and why well, I have to talk about them every week. All right, so um, you touched on it. Let's do it. Uh, are you ready? To induct people into the zero percent club. Sure, I mean, I guess I, I'm starting like fresh, right? I don't That's have right. to like, use John's thing. Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah, because he doesn't even remember who he's put in. This is John, and I would like to induct Alec into the zero percent club. Um, but yeah, Alec's not gonna win. Wes is not gonna win. Baylor is not going to win. You know that might. Let's see, zero, zero percent. That's yeah, right. I think, I think that's it. I think that's it for me. The other people, I think, for the most part, are very, very low. Yeah. But those are the ones that no, those people are not winning. You go up again. I mean, if in some horrible monstrosity, 
Nicaragua-type scenario, it's suddenly Wes, Alec, and Baylor. Good God. Um, I mean, I that also... That's never going to happen. That yeah, that happen. wouldn't happen based on what we could see, but oh, good Lord. Um, that would be just horrible. I think, and actually in that situation, we would have I to, think like, maybe Baylor would. We if we got to that point. Like, nope. Can't do I it. I think maybe Baylor would win at that point, but nobody likes no. her. I, we're not entertaining it. That's not going to happen. But yeah. That that wouldn't happen, so since that's the only situation where any of those three are going to win, none of them are going to win. Yeah. Well, here's a, to speak on that situation, um, I don't know how a woman could beat a guy in the final with this jury. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be, um, you know, if things fall out the way they seem we're going to, a majority of the guys that were sitting around farting and thinking that they were uh, worthless. Like, uh, just a majority of guys in general. Like, I think, yeah, because yeah, I think the guys who will vote for girls, I think John, if John was there, he would vote for Jacqueline, but I don't know if he votes for any other girl. Mm-hmm. Maybe Missy, because she fed yeah. him. But um, Jeremy would. Josh and Reed would all vote for women. Not necessarily, you know, but depending on the woman, but they would vote for one. Whereas, know? yeah, Alec, Wes, Keith, no, not happening. Yeah. That's that's, uh, that's a, a lot of numbers, in a, you know, depending on if we got a final three or final two. Now, that doesn't preclude yeah. a woman from winning. I just think they need to be facing off against another woman. It would help, yeah. Especially because, I mean, we assume, it, uh, you know, given how the season is, if they're up against a man, it's... Jeremy It's, um, it's Jeremy or maybe John. John would pull... Well, he did betray them, but I don't see those guys really caring. Yeah. So he probably carries all those votes. And Jeremy played a good game. Like, you know, he would probably get Josh and Reed because they would respect it, even if, you know, it's not like he betrayed them and was evil. They just were on a different side. Yeah. And that's that's when you pull off the I respect your game vote, not when you scorch earth, rustle it. Yeah, so I've previously inducted Reed because, you know, he was, he was just so invisible uh, that I don't see a way he's going to win. Missy, because she has been presented as so unlikable. That despite her, you know, relative success throughout the game, uh, doesn't you know spell out to me that she's going to win. And I definitely see those points. I think yeah. for both of those, I have them below five percent. Like yeah. I don't think they're going to win. Uh, I've put in Baylor and Alec because nobody that young and dumb ever wins. Um, although Fabio, Aye. but it's really hard to win when you're that young. Uh, tonight, I am going to induct Wes. Uh, and the very simple reason that is when the majority of your character, and I'm not talking about a single episode, I'm talking about pretty much for the entire season, because we haven't gotten a lot of Wes, has been built around your gastrointestinal distress. You're not the winner of the season. We can write that down as kind of one of the rules to follow. And look, it was true of pa- Bruce in Panama. Um, so. <laughs> and... um Austin, was that his name? Austin and Panama? Austin and Nick. I rewatched it relatively when I was sick. Um, and they both had an episode where the beans were really, really getting to them. And so, they did not win. So there you go. That's like almost a rule. That's an edit rule. That's a tip for you guys scoring at home. It seems like all they can focus on is um, how much diarrhea you have. Yeah, you're probably not getting a winner's edit. Alright, so that's who I've got for the 0% club. Uh, everybody else, yeah, they're still in play. The percentages are shrinking. Uh, I, before I was giving Keith as a dark horse. Now, uh, I mean, it could happen, but I say um, I, I'm losing interest in Keith. Yeah, me too. And, like, yeah, the second, like, sure he has some fun thing, but the first time when he commented about whooping Wes, I was like, Ugh. And then this time with Baylor, it's like, ooh. Like, I, I literally wrote down a note about whooping. It's like, he's yeah. less adorable when talking about the whoopings. Always with yeah. the whoopings. I will say, I I did laugh at, you know, ah, oh, Wesley's a good kid. I mean, he hasn't been to jail yet. And I'm like, oh, that's a low bar. <laughs> Fantastic standards, yeah. So, no yeah. wonder all the farting and stuff is not a problem. As long as he stays out of jail. Maybe as a daughter, he's happy that staying off the pole, and that's all that he, he did his job as a father. The mm-hmm. beatings worked. So uh, next week, uh, let's wrap this up and figure out what's going to happen next week. So we got a preview where it looks like Reed is uh, going through bags and telling uh, the world about Keith's idol. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, where do you stand on the going through bags thing? Is this the worst uh, faux pas? Is it gauche? <laughs> I do love the word gauche. Um, 
Can you hate anything that led to the fall of Jamie Dugan? Because that was so funny. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, so good. <laughs> like, for me, I, I still feel like Jamie got a bad rap in China. No, I mean, okay, the problem with Jamie... I should stop, but the because I was your China correspondent. The problem with Jamie is not throwing the China... I mean, yes, obviously James was annoyed, but that's fair. It targeted him. Um, the problem was, wasn't Jamie and PG throwing the challenge. But being that blatant and that giggly about it is, to borrow a phrase, is a little gauche. Kind of tacky. It's just, it's you know, it's unseemly. I should get Robot John to say the word gauche. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, uh, I just... I don't care about the bag going through and all of that. It's, yeah, it's a little tacky, but whatever. It's a survivor. You collect information whatever you can. So, frankly, I saw that from the previous. I was like, you know what? Good on you, Reed. Uh, go yeah, on, he's desperate. He's yeah. mad. That's right. Try it. Uh, step out he's of He's probably shadow. sexually frustrated. Gosh. Now I have to wait even longer. Um, <laughs> that said, I don't think he'll have to wait that long to... I guess not have sex with his husband because, or sorry, boyfriend. boyfriend. Uh, because I still think he's getting it. voted out. I, I, I don't. I, he's my pick to go next. I think it's a. It'll be a good play. I think people will probably believe him about Keith's idol, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, who cares? Uh, you don't need to get Keith out right now, even if he has an idol. And yeah, the, Keith. Keith is not someone who's gonna like do something real smart and strategic with an idol. Yeah, he's gonna protect himself or possibly his son. So yeah. I think the play would be to yeah just go vote out Reed because really all this has done is demonstrate, which they already knew that Reed is a dangerous player. Yeah. Um, like he's the and, one you gotta yeah you know, he's the only one thinking. Uh, so. In fact, it's probably even smarter to wait a little while for um to vote to get rid of Keith. Till you have an overwhelming majority number. Yes, and you can split the numbers. I mean, barring any of them winning immunity, but they've got John and Jeremy on their side, which will help. I'm not, you know, obviously that doesn't get... And Natalie. Natalie's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they've they've got a chance to have, like, you know, to have at least one of them not have immunity and go after it once you've gotten rid of Keith... Uh, not Keith, sorry. Reed and Alec. And then, boom, it's easy. Yeah, and also it's like uh, what you do, uh, the move is, yeah, vote out Reed, but make it seem like you're voting out Wes. Like try to flush Keith's side, all sure, but yeah, you don't need hurt. you don't need to you know we got to blindside him now. We have the opportunity. You have plenty of opportunities to get rid of Keith, idle or not. And yeah. this is yeah, bully for Keith. He has won one immunity so far, but honestly, I don't worry too much about that anymore. The the day of the challenge beast is done. Yeah, they do too much variety. Yeah, like it was a memory puzzle tonight. It'll be yeah, there hasn't there hasn't even been a like strong person challenge yet. One, you know, the one Keith won <laughs> that Jeremy was so hilarious. Like, oh my god, it was out first. It's like, bro, <laughs> it's just balancing a ball on like a paddle with in strength. a windstorm. Like at that yeah. point, it was completely random. I didn't yeah. really care like people who were good at it. The wind came and blew it down, and there was nothing you were gonna do. Yeah, don't 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 you know? Don't beat yourself up about it too much. Yeah, and then and then Jeremy, who is you know a big like strong man, won a memory game. So this this ish is random. Yeah. Like Courtney Yates won a goddamn immunity once. Anybody can. That's right. And Except for James Clement. Yeah, and a lot of the all-time challenge beasts have not won Survivor. Uh, Tom Westman excluded. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm not worried about that. Um, and then. Now, as tradition, in case Reed wins immunity, who would be the other person? I imagine it would be Alec, just because that would be satisfying. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, so who are you predicting for next week? Yeah, I mean, the one thing, while it would be smart to wait on Wes and Keith, these people Mm -hmm. are not very smart. And Jeremy, who is probably the smartest of them, does have beef with Keith. (laughs) Beef Mm. with Keith almost rhymes. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm a little delirious now. Um, ex- especially about the idol. So he might, they might try to do something about it. So do you think that means Keith goes home, or do you think that means they screw up and Keith plays his idol correctly? I don't, I don't know. My head hurts. <laughs> I told um, you we were doing predictions, lady. I know. I'm trying. Um, Put it down. Who's going home right now? Pick a name. Pick a name. It's not like we'll be you'll be here next week to hold your feet to the fire. That's true, Ashit. Um I'm gonna say Wes. Alright. Wes. 
Yeah. And I'm not going to bother making you predict somebody else because that was painful. All right, so... If not Wes, Keith. Okay. Wes or Keith. they got to break up that power couple. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there you go. Another episode of uh, farting and tacos and a little bit of Survivor 2. Uh, one nice thing, no, no Hero Arena anymore. I think they're done with that, so that's good. Yay! Because, you know, one-on-one little par- parlor games, not as exciting as Reward Challenges. Uh, next week, uh, John will be back from one of his many, many vacations. And I think that's around Thanksgiving time. You have one of those things coming up, right? Yeah, our Thanksgiving is actually not next week. It's the week after that. All right. It's the it's always the fourth Thursday of November. I actually care about American Thanksgiving because of football. Um, <laughs> and then see, also I, it's a time to shop online. I don't really care about American Thanksgiving because I don't I don't eat turkey. I don't like a lot of food. So yes, I've seen that. And my and my family lives far away. <laughs> All right, so uh, if you have some comments you want to talk about, you want to talk about tacos or whatever, uh, you can drop us a note on Twitter at uh, Purple Rock Pod. You can send us an email at purplerockpodcast.com, or you can find our blog, purplerockpodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, I did actual written post there last week. Uh, I showed those people we were talking about as first boots, because I'm sure many of you would be like, who now? What now? Because I was. I didn't know who half of those people were before we looked it up. Uh, so that's how you can reach the show. If you want to reach Emma, I don't know, stalk her online, because she's not going to tell you who she is. You can't, because Emma's not even my real name. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Um, thanks for coming on. Thank you for uh, providing me somebody to interrupt and to uh, listen to. Thank you for having me. Anything else you want to get in there? Suck it, Matt. We're tied. And uh, join me a couple weeks from now when Matt will be my co-host. Thank no! you, Phrasing. <laughs>